Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Welcome to the family with... Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Brandt Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Brandt Bernard. Where's Ralphie boy? He's... Just trying to think of an analogy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Is he dropping he's the kids in the off bathroom. at the pool? No, no he's just went dropping to the restroom. Dropping the kids off at the pool. All right, well, he'll come back and he can introduce himself. Kristen Burr will join us right after this. Yes. Walls Automotive Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan News. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking. So when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle. It is, And it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Do, 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 do. We're rocking out, man. Is Kristen ready to go? Yeah. Yes. Kristen Bird, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Ooh, this is a nice clear line you got. I like this. I didn't do anything different. So maybe, <laughs> did Andy create a new line for me? I don't believe I did. She sounds the same. She does sound the same here. <laughs> yeah, she's always sounded pretty good. I don't know. She sounds really good. I just maybe she's gotten a lot better. That's what it is. That could be it, or you missed me over the holiday break. Well, that's exactly what it is. We missed you, so you sound wonderful at this juncture. Um, we just for for the last thirty five forty minutes talked to Tom Dreesen, of course, the stand up comedian used to open for Frank Sinatra for decades and decades. Uh, do you ever do you ever talk to him, Tom Dreesen, at all? 
haven't. I went and looked up his Wikipedia page just to read more about him, and he really does fall into the old Hollywood that um, I think is really oh, yeah. it, what you know For anyone who appeared on the Johnny Carson show, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, to me is just, I mean, that's like the gold standard, especially when you're a comedian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. No doubt about it. I just, I loved hearing him talk about, you know, can you imagine that growing up? Because he's a lot younger than, than Frank Sinatra. You're growing up and you're hearing Frank Sinatra. Your mom's playing it. Your dad's playing it. All the neighbors are playing it. And all of a sudden, here you are. And he talked about this. He's sitting on Frank Sinatra's private jet flying into his hometown of <laughs> Chicago. And there his name is up on the marquee with Frank Sinatra's. Can you imagine how that felt for him? Amazing. That's going to be an out-of-body experience. It's gotta be. I mean, here you are with Frank Sinatra appearing in your hometown in Chicago. Uh, I and Tom Dreesen, you could you can't find a nicer guy than he is. He's just a wonderful man. Talked to him for many many years. Stories about Sinatra, or I mean, I know he, he probably knew the whole Rat Pack too. Oh yeah, he knew. Every, matter of fact, he was talking a lot about that. Well, it's funny. One of the stories he just told just now. He says. Yeah, so we were sitting around uh, one night over at uh, Frank Sinatra's house, and, you know, Gregory Peck was there, Clint Eastwood. uh, He went down this whole list of these massive superstars, and they're all just sitting around talking about Hollywood and how everything's going. I'm like, can you imagine that, sitting around with all those people having a drink in Frank Sinatra's living room? (laughs) No, (laughs) I can't. No, we we can't. (laughs) You know, and it makes me think, though, and I was kind of thinking about this when I was reading Tom's bio, is that um, we don't have a lot of those sort of, like, classic movie stars. Like, who would you think in today's era of movie stars sort of resembles, you know, a classic star, whether it was a musician, whether it's an actor um, of old Hollywood days? Because I don't feel like, a, I mean, maybe like a Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah maybe. So yeah, maybe. George Clooney falls into that, even though I don't think he's exactly, you know, following that same path. But I, I think of those, like, A-list stars that kind of sort of model themselves after a Cary Grant or something like that. And he definitely does. Yeah, That's a very good call. Yeah, I, I would say Clooney's trying very hard to be Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm, that's not a negative thing to say, obviously. He's done, he's a billionaire. He's done okay, you know. He's totally, well, he sold his tequila brand. <laughs> Totally he fine. did. For, oh, really? He's totally fine. Oh, a yeah. Billion a, he and a billion his dollars. He and his proper husband, Randy Gerber. God. Yeah, over. We needed more tequila, didn't we? Or whatever it is. I just love the fact they that your a, name is on the tequila. He doesn't have to work now. another day in his life. But that's why mm-hmm. does he and his wife actually donate a lot of money, or they have the ability to donate a lot of money to causes. You'll always hear, like, they donated a million dollars to this cause and two million here. Because they can, and they should, Yeah, with that much money. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Kristen, you grew up in, in, in Massachusetts. Um, so you get out to Los Angeles. Do you remember the first star that you interviewed where you were just kind of floored by being in their presence? You know, I think it came at one of the... First of all, the, the first crazy thing that ever happened to me was, was covering my first Oscars. And I remember thinking, I'm from small-town Massachusetts. What am I doing right. here? Right. <laughs> but I, I think for me, one of the most exciting people uh, to interview was Meryl Streep because she really doesn't take oh. herself too seriously. 
Um, and I think that what's great about her is that she's probably the woman that will be the last person at the bar. And if you're like, let's get up on the bar and dance, she would do it. So even though, you know, people think she's one of the great, probably one of the greatest thespians of our um, era, I don't think that she buys into her own hype, which I appreciate. No, I see, and that's exactly, that's, that's a wonderful uh, answer to my question. Because Meryl Streep, I think a lot of people would think that she's very stuffy and very impressed with herself. And here you just told us she's not at all that way. And I also think um, someone who's, and I think across the board, if you talk to any member of the press, I don't know if you've interviewed him, but Hugh Jackman is probably the most genuine and authentic person. Like, what you see is what you get. If you see him in an interview looking like the nicest guy, whatever, if you met him on the street, stopped him, he would stop and take a photo, he would ask your name, he would remember your name. Everyone I know who has worked with him personally, too, says he's got an incredible work ethic and treats everyone, whether it's, you know, the production assistant all the way up to, you know, the top studio exec the same way. See, this is stuff I want. I love hearing this. I really just love hearing it because so many people nowadays are just like, oh, God, you're so impressed with yourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just, ugh, disgusting. To me, anyway. I mean, for me, there were two people that came in the studio and both of them ended up giving me a hug to say goodbye, which was, it was wonderful. But uh, the first one was Jane Fonda. And when she walked in, I went, why is Catherine here? Huh. <laughs> and, then, and then I realized it was Jane Fonda. I know that Jane can be kooky as hell, and a lot of people think she's really nuts, and she's still involved in I all the pro. I think she is nuts. Well, she might be. She, <laughs> she was very nice to me, so she might be nuts. But she is. Yeah, so it was Catherine. Just like Catherine. Yeah, Catherine's nuts too, so that works out. But but the thing about reading Catherine's tweets, by the way, she's got the greatest tweets out there. They make me laugh. (laughs) About what? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. I love following her. I have to say that if people are. That's all I need. Now I'm getting hammered on Twitter and I don't even know it. It's nothing about you. My God. Kristen, is that true? Oh, did we oh, lose Kristen? I think we, I think we may have. Oh, God, we may have lost her. Was that on but why Skype? Don't we, why don't we do this? It's a little early no, to do, but why don't we take phone. a break? Oh, weird. Why don't we take a break and, and uh, here and try to get her back on? Because uh, I sure. think she just dropped off. No big deal. We'll be right back right after this. More with Kristen Burt. Tom Bernard, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, these are tough times for a lot of businesses. I know that North American Banking Company has been working hard to help several different small and large business owners throughout the state. Tommy, our lenders are working with customers not only on recovery, but planning for the future. To date, we have helped over 365 businesses in the state by lending more than $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. I know these programs can be challenging for a lot of businesses to navigate. Right, with many revisions to the Paycheck Protection Plan and similar programs, keeping up with them hasn't been a two-foot putt for many business owners. At North American Banking Company, our team of expert lenders are working with our customers every day to help them understand and navigate these complex programs, simplifying them so our customers can focus on what they do best running their businesses. Simple. I like it. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Do, 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 do. I have a question for Ralph Basham. Yes, sir. Please. Is Alex eating a bag of popcorn? Does Pinocchio have a wooden behind? <laughs> you know how I know she was eating popcorn? Why? What? That bag made so much noise in your microphone. Your microphone was still on. Yeah, hopefully that didn't go During the break? Hopefully. With the commercial. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it would have yeah. gone through to them, but not through the oh, air. Oh, yeah. It's one of those mix-minus situations. Take your headphones off. Here's what we heard the entire break. Why didn't you just take your headphones off? (laughs) Why did you sit there with your headphones on hearing crinkling noises? He's a professional. He's he's a radio professional. He just wants to find something to complain about. Don't you know this? I am here to tell you. What attitude. What? In any case, so Kristen came back. Yes. Kristen's back. We don't know what happened, but... Seems to work now. She blew up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first person I met, Jane Fonda, um, the one thing I will tell you about her, sitting there talking to her just uh, two feet away from her, uh, she's stunningly beautiful. She's extremely talented. She's very famous. She's very rich. But you can look in her eyes and see the harm that her father caused her. You can see it in her eyes. You know what I mean by that, Kristen? Mm. Yeah, you see that the hurt and the pain behind it. It's always there. No doubt. It is always there. It's just really sad. Somebody, she has everything, and she'll never be completely happy because her father was such an asshole to her. He called her fat. Yeah, he called her fat. What? <laughs> is that so that damaging? My my dad called me Schnickelfritz as a young child, and I was yes. the scrawniest thing around, and he called me Schnickelfritz. I'm not damaged. I, I had a roommate okay. in <laughs> college who um, once asked her mom... What if she was in good shape? She was like, "Mom, do you think I'm in good shape?" And her mom said, "If rounds a shape, <laughs> no." And she became and she became bulimic. Oh, wow. She was like severely bulimic when I was living with her. If being a fat ass is in shape, she was not heavy. She was not heavy at all. Well, was she kidding either. or? I don't know, but That's yeah. And she was like very intensely Ooh. bulimic and needed to do like an inpatient thing. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, Bing was no, you know, Bing Crosby, he was pretty hard on his oh, kids, yeah. too. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yep. Terrible oh, Mommy people. Dearest. 
Joan Crawford. No, there. Oh, yeah. 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 Every celebrity either has a terrible parents or is terrible to their children or both. Would, was Judy Garland? Not everyone. Rough Every on her single kids? one. Yeah, I wonder if Judy Garland. Judy Garland, didn't oh, she no. die when she was Judy, like... No. I think Judy loved her kids. She just wasn't able to be around them as much because... Um, she was working like a dog. Over, you know, it, well, uh, yeah, and she was over in England performing all the time, and her husband took mm-hmm. the kids back because he didn't think that they were getting enough attention. And, and so her, her story is really sad. Yeah, oh, that, that, that movie was amazing. That was a great movie. It was. That's it a was good indeed. movie, and uh, Renee Zellweger was incredible. Yeah. yeah, she was really good. I was really shocked. I was expecting her to be terrible, and she was very good at it, I thought. <laughs> no, I, I what thought I like about terrible. Renee Zellweger, because she's not someone that goes out on every red carpet, we, we don't really know a lot about her kind of thing, that when she does a character, she really embodies the character versus just like, hey, mm-hmm. this is Renee Zell- Zellweger portraying Judy Garland. Right. I totally agree with that. I don't know. I think it's a wonderful deal. I, I really do. Matter of fact, I'm glad you brought up movies because Catherine and I just happened to catch a movie last night on Prime Video. It's called Blackbird. You know anything about that, Kristen? No. Tell me about it. Uh, Catherine and I thought it was terrific. It's uh, Susan the, Sarandon. Uh, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. I can never think of his name. Sam, Sam Neill. So Kate Winslet. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet. Yep. Um, Lots so, of people. So oh. here's the movie. And give me your take on this. And okay. because it did not get good ratings on the tomato meter, because of course, unless it's got absolute diversity, they rip it apart. No matter yeah. what the they could put Gone with the Wind on. Of course, they would hate that because of Butterfly McQueen. So let me. What, what would be a good one to put on? And they would hate it. Wizard of Oz? Um, Judy Garland. But, but here's it. Yeah, Judy Garland, that's true. But in this movie, uh, Susan Sarandon is the mother and Sam Neill is the father of this family. And they call all the family together to tell them that their mother is dying of ALS. And she's going to kill herself in two days. They came in on Friday and she's going to kill herself on Sunday morning because she's lost control of her right arm and she can't walk very well anymore. ALS just tears you apart and you suffer mightily. And her future will be not being able to drink or swallow or anything. No, it doesn't end well. The Broadway uh, just lost Rebecca Luker, who is... I mean, she oh, yeah. tons yep. of Broadway shows. Uh, she died at 59 just uh, probably about two uh, weeks ago. Oh, of ALS. It's, and but she was ama- diagnosed last November and went very, accelerated very quickly. Yeah, it, yep, that's what it sounds like. It goes fast. Oh, man, it's so sad. But Susan Sarandon is incredible. Everybody in it is fantastic in it. I've always thought she was good. Yeah, she is very, very good. But there, there are points in that. This is a woman dying of ALS. She's about to end her life in two days and 48 hours, and her two daughters get in an argument about who's a bigger bitch. Mm. <laughs> sounds like it, sounds like girls. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it's, their Great. mother's dying, but it's all about them. God, it was a great movie. Really, I loved it. Did you love it as much as if I did? Anyone, I really liked it. Yeah. Give me the pros. I, I was going to say, if anyone's interested in learning more about ALS, there's a really great documentary. I saw it. I want to say it was about four or five years ago um, with Steve Gleason, the former NFL player, and he yeah. was diagnosed yep. with ALS at 34 years. Um, and the the documentary oh. is called Gleason, and I believe it's I on Amazon Prime. I, I was, where do these movies come from, Kirsten? Uh, uh, 
you got oh, this huge cast. I assume this movie was supposed to go to the theaters, but it came directly to Prime Video. I assume it would have gone to theaters with I that can't. with that kind of cast. I don't. I I just the subject matter and sort of the age bracket that would want to watch this movie. I think yeah. I, I I don't believe it would be a big hit at a movie theater. How about if it, they put it Bird, Blackbird the Avenger? How about that? Then they'd come. <laughs> That's true. Marvel what do you present. Think? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, that it's so hard these days because we also have the lines blur between what Amazon is doing, Apple, Netflix. Yep. They are releasing a lot of movies, not only on their streaming network, but in order to be eligible for Oscars, they're doing a theatrical mm-hmm. run. Now, of course, that's out the window this year with half, you know, over half the movie theaters closed right now. But I think that that's probably going to also change the, the nature of the industry. And we're going to say six months after it came out, like, hey, why didn't I hear about this movie? Well, you're not seeing it on the mm. movie marquees anymore. Um, no. it, things are they're right. just going to go straight. It's like straight to video, how they used to go straight to video. They're going straight to streaming. Yeah, absolutely true. I, I just uh, Florida, the 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 movie theaters are open, the restaurants are open, so you can go to a movie down in Florida. Um, Minnesota is going to make a, a call tomorrow about the restaurants, but I doubt that he's going to give but, them much more than twenty five percent occupancy. Yeah. But I but I just got I just got a text from California, and they are they are in crisis mode there. Yeah, they are running yeah. out of oxygen for patients. And they're starting oh, to, God. and they're starting to defer. Don't bring, don't bring the terminal people for heart disease that have died on the yeah. street. Don't bring them to the hospital. What? Don't br- and yep. certain yeah. gunshots. Don't bring them to the hospital. So we got there's some serious. Th- that's just that's just what? coming out right now. Okay, well, LA, wait a minute. LA so, uh, but gunshots don't go to the COVID ward. Are they blaming this all? This is all COVID well, related. It's. It, it, it's just, I, I think, to a certain extent, mismanagement of things because so much of the COVID treatment can be done as outpatient, but they're not. They're bringing them in the hospital to, you know, give them a few doses of things and some nasal oxygen. But they're just running out of they're running out of supplies because one, I guess, one in five people in LA County got the COVID, and and with the strictest lockdown. The strictest in the country, lockdown. right? Well, that, but, yep. but but it's so artificial because in Minnesota, yeah, we have a lockdown here, but three quarters. Three quarters of the population can go to Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Iowa and have a drink and eat. It makes no sense. It just well, makes- and also here they're not enforcing it. First of all, and then second of all, we just had the holiday season. Everyone went to Hawaii. They went to Mexico. We're in it for a world of hurt in the next four to six weeks. And I am going to bet. I'm going to put my money on this one that the mutation of the virus has been here a lot longer than we've realized. Because I have friends who have been genuinely very cautious and they have caught covid um you know just going for like the mall the grocery store so it is happening at this point and uh you know there's just nothing we can do you just have to be safe or and assume at some point you might get it get the shot no oh i'm I, you know what if i <laughs> Today, no. I would run down to my doctor's office and be like, "Go ahead, I'll take the first dose." Yeah, well, they're starting. To, the one hospital here is giving the second dose to some of the healthcare professionals. The second dose, so great. They oh, have been, okay. they've well, been three week time. Three weeks have gone up, and they are boom. They're giving the second dose. So you want to really think long and hard about maybe getting that dose? No. 
No, they still haven't uh, given it to my dad's long-term care facility, not even dose one. No, they have not. Oh, no. But, you know, 30-year-old no, psychologists are getting them, so they've got that. Yeah, technically, he is phase 1A. Anyway, what 30-year-old psychologist got Supposedly. it? Supposedly. I know I know a pharmacist that's 27 that just got it. Yeah. I know, like, she's, like, 35. And, and, and you know who else got she's it? She's a psychologist. AOC she got, got it. it. Yeah. AOC yeah. got it. I know it's, like, these people are posting on social media that they got the vaccine, and I'm like, there are people that need it more, but okay. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's a little tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, I can understand people that, need, you know, high-risk people. Yes, I absolutely get it. If you need to get it for work, 100%. I have no interest in getting it whatsoever. Well, you're not you're not in yeah, a high risk. Yeah, but I'm not high anyway. risk, so I high don't risk. need to worry about it, and I don't need to get it for work, and so I'm like, cool, you get it, have fun. And now the good old standby horse wormer ivermectin is going to yeah. it, it treats it. Yep. <laughs> How does horse wormer? Where did you hear this? <laughs> ivermectin. It's it's yep. all over the internet today. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. The lice effective, ki- kills lice, doesn't it? I mean, that's oh, what it's it an does, anti-parasite. It kills drug. everything. Which makes no sense because COVID is not a parasite. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, look it up. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's oh, on, you said it was it. on the internet and on social media. Uh, it's on, NA, on NIH.gov. There you go. Yep. Uh, ivermectin, well, I don't need to go into the pharmacodynamics of it, but uh, apparently... Oh, please in- do. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. it inhibits the host oh, important well. alpha-beta-1 nuclear transport proteins. Uh, there you go. Ah, I knew ah it. that explains it. I so, knew so, it, So you Kristen. don't die from the COVID, or it just... It just it doesn't cure you from it. It's just you just don't get bad sick. Uh, well, apparently it does inhibit replication, but only in doses 100 times higher than approved for humans. Oh. So a di- doses that high, odds are the side effects are going to so, be pretty bad. Sounds yeah. like the horse wormer that you can get at Fleet Farm <laughs> would be the appropriate dose. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. Really, so, uh, <laughs> don't say that. And how many, I said sounds like. And how many people are going to go and get the horse mm-hmm. and get the ivermectin at the at Fleet Farm and boom, a shot don't, in their thigh. Don't thought. do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, don't do it. It's, it's a pay... It's a paste wormer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. We gotta we gotta take a break here, but we'll be right back and we're gonna find out how many diseases Kristen Bird has had hmm. right after this. <laughs> Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's the flu and the flu socks. So we know. It's a beautiful song. I, I have an important question for Kristen Burke. A couple important questions. Very important. Ooh. 
very poignant and pointed to her uh, skill set. One is what's t- oh, tell me well. about tell me about the the mask dancer. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> oh God! I can't imagine wearing a mask during dancing. That sounds horrible. Yeah, wouldn't you like suffocate? Sounds the worst. Wearing a wig was bad well, enough. Actually, um, if you've seen the Masked Singer, they have these really big heads and really big feet. And the costumes, mm-hmm. they had to alter them for Masked Dancer. Yeah. So they are a little bit uh, lighter weight, the heads. Um, but a, clearly they mask who the, the person is. And then uh, the feet had to be smaller and because the contestant has to dance. And... Um, you know, it's, it's weird, because if you watch The Masked Singer, it's a little bit easier to guess, because you're hearing their voice, even though the voice is altered. Obviously, you can't tell from movement who a person is. You have to pay attention to the video clues. And then they added this one element called Word Up. And after each dance, they speak one word in their normal voice um, that's related to what they do or who they are. And you have to try and, like, piece together all of these clues. So it's a little bit more challenging. I'm not sure it has as much of that fun element that the mass Singer has. Because the mass Singer, when they would talk, their voice was changed yeah. to that, like, high-pitched, squeaky <laughs> thing. So they'd sing in their yeah, normal yeah, voice, yeah, but yeah. when they answered questions, it was like, I yeah. like him. Mm-hmm. Like, just so, like, so it's not like Saturday Night Live when they, they had the, they, they distorted the voice but showed the face. We've distorted the voice so he won't yeah. and then they showed the person's oh, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other, the other is, I, I saw that Sasha Baron Cohen is once is his, is obsessed with being in the Chicago Seven movie. Oh God! And when I and when I <laughs> when I heard this, I thought, Oh, he's going to be William Kunstler. No, Doctor, that's not correct. He wants to be Abby Hoffman, and he's a dead ringer for both. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. So, so I don't know. What do you think of that, Kristen? Well, Sasha Baron Cohen, um, he is in the movie, the Aaron Sorkin film, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah. So that, that's that's yeah. That's my that's that's my point. Is that he, he was? I'm sorry. Maybe I I thought that it was upcoming rather than out now. Oh no no, it's no, it here. Is out. It just <laughs> came out. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, it is out. It's on Netflix if you want to see it. Yeah, and and um, good good for him that he was able to uh, carry that off. But to a certain extent, Abby Hoffman's that flippant kind of person, so he's a little bit boradish uh, to, to a certain extent. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Abby Hoffman's just as much as a character as. Borat is yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen. Hey. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. I don't love the Borat character. I don't love all of Sasha's films. I, although I know other people love it and can't wait to you know watch it yeah. every time he's got a new film coming out. But I just always feel like everything's a stunt. Everything's so staged. It's I very mean, wacky. When he yeah. came on, oh, so obnoxious. Yeah, when he was it the dictator that he did? Was that the movie? Oh, when God. he came onto the red carpet at the Oscars and then <laughs> doused like Ryan Seacrest with uh, pancake mix, you know, oh, pretending God. it was like acid or something crazy. <laughs> you know, it's, and I was like, how, how much do you want to bet that like Ryan Seacrest was in on that bit? Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, all that stuff's kind of fun. I mean, everybody's in can be in on that stuff because you know. But, it's not too offensive to you or too destructive to you. Well, why not? It gives you a pub. pub well, and pub. also, a moment after it happened, his stylist came walking down the red carpet with a, a replacement tuxedo jacket. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah. How convenient. who has that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that you have a replacement gone when you're, when, when you're there. I'm sure you have a replacement in the bag. You just have at home, just, not at yeah. the Oscars red carpet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not in my bag. <laughs> well, now you know to bring it. Yeah. 
Just in exactly. case. Exactly. You never Even know. Silas on set with me. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. I have to ask you guys a question here to change the subject just, uh, very quickly, and we can get back to whatever. I just checked three different news sites because today's the day with the Georgia Senate uh, runoff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one site, the Wall Street Journal, said very light turnout in voting today. And then Fox News, I just jumped on there and it says high voter turnout. Yeah. Well, which one is it? <laughs> That's the news for I you. Mean, gee, it's, kind of, it's just I whatever they want to say. Voter they turnout. Say. I thought it was high voter turnout for mail in and early voting. It was, yes. I don't know about high, high voter turnout. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, but one says it's light, and the other one says it's heavy. So when I, is who the hell be, knows what's when is, true? When's that going to be figured out? In like four Probably years? Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to know tonight. They said they already, they're already saying, well, you will not know tonight who mm-hmm. won. They yeah. should just like, there are no senators from Georgia this year. You, you failed. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a seat. You, you guys are all terrible. You don't get one. Exactly. Until everybody <laughs> can get along, we're out. not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> You should have all figured this out in the first yeah, election. You should have. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. God, that works for me. There's no doubt about that. So, Kristen, are there any projects in the works now, like good movies that aren't superhero or you know white people suck movies? Are there any? I don't want to well, see those. I'm good. I'll tell you right now. Production in L.A. has been paused uh, due to COVID. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Hollywood's running into this really weird issue, which I think is, is going to really bite us pretty soon. Because the movie, or all the TV shows right now that are premiering this week, those are all the ones that started shooting in the late mid to late fall. And so they're premiering oh. this week. You've got like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and you know, oh, the NCIS and things like that. Yeah, that's tonight. And so you're seeing those <laughs> yeah. happening right now. Uh, Last Man Standing were premiered this week. But here's what's happening. We have this stockpile of movies that all of the studios are just waiting for movie theaters to open, which at least a solid six months here in California, I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. And then wow. so you have a stockpile of movies. And then on top of it, you have TV shows that are trying to film. But right now, they were supposed to go back yesterday. Most of them are on pause until January 18th. I anticipate this shutdown to be a little bit longer than that because you need to get over this holiday um, sort of bubble that happened when it came to COVID because people traveled and they shouldn't have been traveling. So we're probably going to wind up in the mid to late spring with just a bunch of reality shows and game shows because, or the network's uh. buying shows from Canada that are already shot because we can't, like, we, we're not going to have enough content. That's the problem. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, is it, how long is it going to take to get back to normal in Hollywood? Is that going to take a couple of years at least? I, I think for sure, because we have to burn off some of the stockpile when it comes to movies. And then when things are better in terms of shooting, we're going to have to sort of accelerate the speed when it comes to television. I think the only network that's really sitting pretty is Netflix because they do have a stockpile of content um, and because they're both television and movies. But otherwise, um, we're probably going to have weekends where we're like, why are there three big tentpole movies? Well, we can thank COVID for that. Yeah, no, absolutely true. Like other businesses out there, many, many other businesses, certainly the restaurant business, and you can go down a long list, is Hollywood stockpiling tons and tons of debt by not making any money at all this year? It's definitely um, costing studios. I mean, Disney would probably be the number one right there because they got hit from every angle. They got hit from cruise ships and theme parks and movies. But you also have to remember that every single set, um, it costs about 30% more to a budget because of the safety protocols. 
So you need to have a COVID safety officer, and you have to have all this testing, and you have to have zones, and, you know, you have to quarantine, and oftentimes you have to pay people to quarantine. And then if there's an outbreak, you have to have a shutdown, and that costs money on top of it. Yeah. So there's budget cuts, but at the same time, these budgets are out of control because... I mean, you have. To, if you're going to shoot, you have to keep people safe on set. It's too easy to have an outbreak uh, on a TV or mm-hmm. film set. D- will Disney Animation be uh, up? And, they should be up and running, healthy. They should be turning them out right and left yeah. because they're, they're all remote, mostly computers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and hopefully that will stay on track. But again, you know, I mean, we did see um, Soul come out, and they were okay because that's a family movie. That's the one thing animation may survive right. the best. Yeah. Speaking because of you're, you're fine paying twenty five dollars to see Soul for your kids because you're like it would have cost us seventy five dollars if we gone to the theater. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was actually wondering, do you suppose we're ever going to see a traditionally animated Disney movie ever again? Mm. I would love for them to do it because I think that it would generate a lot of buzz and interest. Yeah, I was thinking and, that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's such a great idea because. There is something that we've lost with technology, mm-hmm. um, something about that, you know, the old school ways of doing things there, even though they were time consuming, there was something beautiful about the work. And so I think if oh, Disney decided to do it, invest the money, it'd be worth it. Well, it's like a uh, painted portrait versus a picture. You know, it's like the picture technically does look better, but there's no artistry to it. So it just kind of, it often ends up being stale. Uh, and I think 3D animation is kind of getting to that point where it's so good that it just looks boring. Oh, yeah. It's too realistic. Really? You, you know boring? what it is, too? You, yeah. you lose the heart and soul of it. Because yeah. when you think about art, it, there's emotion, there, there's highs and lows that go behind it, whether you're watching a piece of theater or dance or a, you know a piece of art itself. Um, you feel that emotion in it. And we don't with computers because computers just, are, are void of emotion. Yeah. Well, what's the last hand-drawn movie? Of- God, I can't even... It has to have been probably 15 years ago, at least. Let's see. When was the last Claymation movie? Oh, God. Yeah. Those have been dead for <laughs> ages. <laughs> Claymation. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Claymation. The last traditionally animated Disney movie was 2011's Winnie the Pooh. Really? Oh, that makes sense. See, and you have to hand draw Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh has yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, that animation is beautiful, though. It is beautiful, man. Yeah. One twenty. When you think about a hundred acre wood, you need all that little detail. You don't want a realistic. Well, because it comes from a book, so it should look like it comes from a book. If you three Dify it, then it doesn't really. It just, that's not where it came from. That's the thing. Who might be scary, right. actually? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seeing him in 3D. All right. That is the deal. Kristen, brilliant yet again. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Good to be back <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye. See you later. That's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow with the family.